1: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Bear With Me, a Chicago Bears podcast hosted by yours truly, Robert Schmitz, right here on the Windy City Gridiron Podcasting Network. And we're coming at you again live, me, EJ Snyder, Danny Meehan, and Jacob Infante, the whole draft war room, as the Chicago Bears, out of nowhere, have traded up to pick number 39, sending 52, 83, and one of the picks in the 200s. I think it was 204. 439 and 151 from the Carolina Panthers to select Oklahoma State's Tevin Jenkins offensive tackle that should he be able to stay healthy should slot right in at right tackle but i wanted to ask you guys cuz Tevin Jenkins was the guy the bears fans were agog over mocking to chicago at 20 my my head says why in the world did Pace trade almost the whole rest of the war chest when the Bears could use defensive back depth, they needed a, or like, I would have loved to see a slot weapon, and they got a guy who, I mean, by all reports, I think I'm talking to the right room here, is super easy to love. At right tackle so so given the two sides of love the player but what should did we get in the right way what do you guys think we'll start with
2: you ej uh, you know it's important to separate the two and it's not unlike the cole Komet situation um You know, when Ryan Pace took Cole Komet, I said, look, Cole Komet is a fine player. What I'm going to say has nothing to do with Komet. It has to do with positional value and where they took him. And Tevin Jenkins is the same. I love the player. was just on the live stream and people said, aren't you happy? And I said, for Tevin Jenkins in the Bears offense, 10 out of 10. I've been saying for four months, pounding the table, that he would be an ideal right tackle in the Bears offense. And nothing about that changed. He is still going to be that guy but you have to look at how pace got him and what the opportunity cost is. They were at 52. They move up to 39. Would Jenkins have been gone by 52? Most likely he would have, but only four tackles went in the first round. That's a lot less than expected. And Jenkins is the first tackle to go off the board in the second. So that means only five tackles off the board at 39. You probably could have hung on to 52 and got a similar player. Now, Obviously the bears were enamored with Tevin Jenkins and okay with his injury profile. He's had a hip injury that some teams are worried about. Bears have probably check that out. If they're going to go up to 39 and get him, they feel comfortable. So it's really about the opportunity cost of turning 82 into a one fifties pick when you have multiple needs, that part, I don't love as much. So if I'm grading Jenkins, the player, it's 10 out of 10, he's a great fit for the bears offense and he's going to be a fan favorite. If I'm grading the process or the cost, I'm probably six out of 10. I'm not pissed about it, but I don't think it's great process. And I think you could have done almost as well and saved the picks. I think it's a little bit
1: hilarious and yes I mean like comically funny that Chicago Bears GM Ryan Pace basically went up got his guy Justin Fields a plus everybody loves it great job no position better to go up and get than a quarterback and he kind of did the exact same thing here with a guy who could become a franchise star at right tackle which it's rare to find those guys but based on everything I've seen Jenkins plays with that kind of nasty that I'm sure Danny will be willing to talk about we'll go to you next Danny but it is just kind of funny to see that you know the you you want to keep all your picks because you never know when you're going to get eddie jackson in the fourth darnell mooney in the fifth jordan howard even useful players that are all up and down the draft order and as pace has now sent another three away and gotten two back the bears are slowly bleeding these picks and while guys like greg gabriel can say that it's all about quality over quantity sometimes quantity is helpful in the nfl draft because you just never know the guy you're going to find danny i know tevin jenkins was a personal favorite of yours so how are you feeling given in the uh, situation
3: um well I mean you kind of summed it up well with the nasty and then equating me to it because I am one of the people that believes a, a mentality and how you how you play the game of football matters when you can you know physically impose your will on somebody you know Jenkins is that guy he's going to physically impose your his will on you and he's gonna let you know about it he is my style of football player but I kind of echo some of what EJ was getting at where I know he's a good right tackle. I know he's got a nasty demeanor and I know I've been on record as saying on the rule of three, which we do together, Robert, as saying the offensive line lacks some sort of pissed off demeanor. They're too soft in a sense. And there's nothing inherently better about there's nothing that makes them inherently better by drafting him. But at a certain point, the process has to make sense to get to the result. I agree with what EJ said. It's a 10 out of 10 fit. It's a 10 out of 10 player. I do trust in a sense, the hip should be fine given what we know about pace and his medical records dating back all the way to um, the Illinois statewide receiver who I'm now drawing a blank on that. They let go. Are you thinking um, Cameron
1: Meredith, Cameron Meredith, and it it. ain't just Meredith. Honestly, No, no, there's a couple of them. I'm saying just dating back, you know,
3: Mm -hmm. um, but I just can't help but feel like I, I agree in a certain context that quality is greater than quantity, but you have an aging, expensive roster and holes to fill. And there's so many good tackles in this draft that you could have just sat back and wait. EJ said it best. You, were, you took the fifth one. You could have taken a guy like Stone Forsyth or Dylan Redunds or or Walker little who I really like from Stanford and just trade back and had more bites at the apple pace is one of the better drafters in the league when it comes to value picks and getting snaps from his young players. But he refuses to give himself multiple bites at the apple. The bears draft for all intents and purposes might as well be done. It's over with (laughs)
0: like,
3: you don't pick again until the fifth round. Like again, the player, 10 out of 10. I'm a little more upset with the process. So I'll probably give it like a three or a four. I'm not upset. I'm like mad about it, but I just think it's a little bit ludicrous to keep up this this tradition of just going to get your guy, going to get your guy. At a certain point, you need multiple picks and you need to fill the roster out with young cost controlled talent. And that's the part I keep struggling with under this regime. Jacob, what are you thinking?
4: i it sounds like I'm in the minority here. I'm 100% fine with trading up for Tevin Jenkins. That's just the way that I see him. I recognize that I'm higher on him than most. I, I see him as a legitimate bookend at the offensive tackle position. And keep in mind, yes, I know that I wrote an article on Windy City Gridiron explaining that the Bears, unless it's for a QB, should not make a significant move up and give up significant draft capital either this year or in the future more more than that uh but with that in mind i think tevin jenkins is better far and away than any other offensive tackle on this board you're looking at samuel cosme i can make an argument for but it's not this isn't a running back that ryan pace is trading up in the third round for like 2019 this isn't ryan pace moving up for an inline well not moving up but selecting an inline tight end with your first overall pick back in 2020, this is an offensive tackle. This is a guy who's the nastiest blocker in this class, in my personal opinion, one of the most powerful guys in this class. And yes, it's a talented offensive tackle class, but when it, with an, a position that's so important like offensive tackle, I feel like you kind of have to get your guy because it has been so long since the bears have properly invested in one of the most important positions in football. And now they're finally doing it. And yes, I admit trading a third round pick, maybe not ideal. And that'll leave you at a hole at another position, but look at the wide receiver position. You can still get a good guy in the fifth round. They were able to recoup that fifth round pick And you saw what they did last year. They got Darnell Mooney out of that. It's a really deep wide receiver class. And Ryan Pace has proven that he can excel in those later rounds. Do I wish that they had picks in rounds three and four? Absolutely. I'm a huge proponent of wanting to stack up on as many picks as possible, trade down over trade up. That's my personal philosophy. But the Bears made two trade-ups over the past two days. One was for a franchise quarterback, and the other was for a franchise offensive tackle. The two most important positions along the offense, maybe even in football. You can m- make other arguments against offensive tackle. Uh, absolutely. But regardless, I, those are the two most important positions on of the offensive side of the ball. Ryan Pace invested in premier talents, in value players. So I have no problem with this at all. Is it, would it suck? Yeah, sure. You know, the Bears can't get, say, amari rogers or whatever in the third round or something like that but i'll tell you what i think tevin jenkins is well worth that investment that's just my opinion on it but considering the lack of success the team has had at those two positions for such a long time i'm 100 for tevin jenkins and the trade-up even though i recognize it is a steep price to pay I and you know think- what
1: jake not to cut you off danny no but- what i will say is i'm willing to play both sides here there's some of this stuff and i know you guys all feel the same way especially anybody that's ever done a post game show with me sometimes you you get the news you have to react to it immediately and you go off of philosophy so i hear bears trade up they they sent 83 away we got a really good player and i think to myself ah but that could have been two really good players and you just Never. know. I mean, to be totally fair here, could Dylan Raddins, is it Raddins or Raddins? It doesn't matter for Bears fans. But the point is, is I've heard it said every way, Liam Eichenberg. let's use that as a decent example. Would Liam Eichenberg have been a solid bookend at right tackle? Probably. But would he have been the plus run blocker that Tevin Jenkins, should he end up healthy, should be in Chicago? No way, because there's not a lot of guys in the NFL that block as ferociously on the ground as Jenkins does from everything that I've seen. And if you guys saw what I saw in week 18, as I've been calling it, that Saints playoff game, the Bears would get five linemen on four defensive linemen and they wouldn't move at all. I mean, the Bears run blocking in particular, especially against tougher teams like even the Green Bay Packers has been pretty visible and so, O-line injuries did not yeah. help. Obviously, when you're not playing with Bobby Massey, that's not a good thing. But I can I can see what you mean, Jacob, that if the player hits, just like we said a little while ago, trading up for Anthony Miller, if the player hits, this can work. Yeah. It just kind of if, has if, to.
4: If I may chime in here, uh, looking at some of the picks that have come up and obviously that's what Tevin, I was just going to
3: bring up. Yeah, yeah. Would that
4: trade up for Tevin Jenkins have prompted this run on offensive tackles? Maybe, but since the bears have traded up and selected Tevin Jenkins, uh, Liam Eichenberg got selected by the Miami dolphins.
3: Uh, Jackson Carmen yeah, just went Jackson
4: Carmen just, just got selected uh, by the Cincinnati Bengals. Walker, Walker Little, Little, Little just got selected yep. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. There is a big run on offensive tackles, and yes, you could still, as of right now, get a Samuel Cosme or a Dylan Radins, but again, we don't know exactly what the Bears' mentality is in terms of what they have, uh, who they have, rather, ranked on their board and where. So they might not be high on Samuel Cosme. If they're willing to trade up for Tevin Jenkins, that might indicate that Tom Herman doesn't feel as confident, because Tom Herman has as good of an understanding as just about anyone in the NFL about what Sam Cosme brings to the table. Cause Tom Herman was uh, the bears offensive analyst is, or was rather Sam Cosme's Texas head coach. So they have that insight. We don't know exactly what the team is thinking. We know the rest of the league is thinking, okay, a bunch of talented offensive tackles, let's take them now. So, and it remains to be seen. Cause we still have a couple picks until 52, which is where the bears would have originally picked, but, There is a run on offensive tackles and the bears got their guy. They don't have to sweat it. The desk, their destiny is in their own hands. And honestly, if I'm a general manager, I'd much rather fail on my own control than fail because of something that was completely out of my control. You sound like Ryan (laughs) base. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The other one, the
2: other one we have to consider guys is it's not over. Right. So right now they don't have any picks. Uh, between their pick for Jenkins and you're not picking until the one fifties. It's possible. They move Hicks. It's possible. They move Miller. It's possible that Foles gets packaged and brings another, you know, conditional sixth or something, and they could package those up and get up to maybe where they are in the one fifties and have two picks in the one fifties. It's not over in terms of picks. So we'll have to look at the whole haul when it's done as of right now, which is like Robert said, we're making the snap reaction. You know, we feel the way we feel about it. The bears got a tremendous player and, you know, pace could go out wheel and deal, grab a few more picks. And this could look very different.
0: It I could. feel
1: like EJ to your point, if there's one thing that I I need to put on the airwaves, it's that all four guys in this room, I think Jacob made it very clear. Tevin Jenkins is a really good player and at 39, it feels like, I'll use the word insane value. Now you have to remember, it's not, it's not quote unquote 39. It's 52 <laughs> and 83 and 204 for 39 and 151. That's how trades work. But even so, I, I I just have to say that like for any Bears fans out there, we are not trying to just be upset with Tevin Jenkins. I think Tevin Jenkins is Awesome. And a lot of draft analysts are saying the same thing. I think for good reason, the question is given what the bears had, because they were already fairly light in the draft wallet, what are they going to do to fill out the rest of their team? What is George McCaskey's vision for this team? How does, how does he want this to work? Is it going to come down to wins and losses? That's not a conversation for a post draft podcast, but Jenkins himself, very excited. He gets to move Jermaine Effedi to the proper position of swing tackle and OL6, where I think he belongs and becomes a really nice value there instead of a kind of meager starting right tackle. So the Bears have a lot going for them here, and I'm excited to see what happens.
3: Yeah, I guess my final thought is it's not necessarily the Tankins the, the Tankins, the Jenkins trade in a vacuum. It's everything because this is a consistent behavior. This isn't like I said. It, it the, the 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 fields thing doesn't matter. He lucked into that, as as EJ was saying pre show to us. But when you're consistently going up to get Anthony Miller, to get Montgomery, to get uh, Travis Gibson last year, along with um, they went up again to get uh, they met up twice last year, right? So. When you keep sacrificing these picks, you start to look at the gl- the lack of young talent, and that's the part that's bugging me. I can appreciate you going to get your guy. There's something to be said about never, ever letting your guy escape you because I think he lost Leonard Williams that first year and swore to himself. He's never going to let that happen again. And he's taken that to an extent where he's he's emptying his cupboard. And he's never having enough picks. And it's, it's maddening in a sense for a guy that's really shown to be a pretty well above average drafter of young kids. It just it, it blows my mind that no one sat him down and explained to him the value of multiple bites of the apple.
4: If I can play devil's advocate here to that, Danny, uh, keep in mind Ryan Pace's situation right now where he's very much on the hot seat. You have to win now. And yes, this is an aging roster and long term, the smarter move is definitely to acquire picks. But at the same time, Ryan Pace just addresses two biggest needs on his roster with very talented players who were more than worth the value at which they were picked. So
3: I guess my counter to you is he created his own hole. He dug this own grave.
4: Yeah, oh no no, I'm not defending Ryan Pace's moves in No, the past no by any means. Yeah. So he absolutely did dig his dig himself into a grave. Now it's just a matter of if he can get out of it. And in the sh- in the long term, yes, there are going to be needs. Uh who knows what they're going to do at the slot receiver position? Who knows exactly what they're going to do uh, at corner if they're going to stick truly with Desmond Trufant? Uh and defensive line's going to be in need this time next year, because they're not going to be able to keep both Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols, but Ryan Pace doesn't have the same mentality that we do. So that's just my opinion. I absolutely in normal circumstances do agree with that philosophy of wanting to, you know, not bear the cupboard to an extent, but I feel very confident that these two picks will provide at at the very least short-term quality play and then be great long-term sure there are going to be other holes that they can fix down the line but ryan pace has proven that he's willing to defer year back year back keep moving uh future capital and then deal with it later and then he digs himself out of that hole uh more often than not so what that's a risky way to be a general manager but we're just gonna have to wait and see regardless though i'm a really big fan of just the pure player perspective that the Bears got in Tevin Jenkins.
1: Let's be honest, Jacob. Ryan Pace and playing with fire have been hand in hand since he got to Chicago. This is not new for any of us Bears fans. And I I really, I agree with you. I mean, look, the nice thing is, and this is what I have to tell myself sometimes, and EJ, Danny, I'm sure you guys know what I'm about to talk about. We have this tendency to go, okay, so the Bears will get this guy in the first round and he's going to be great. And then they're going to get this guy in the second round and he's going to be good. But they need that third rounder because he's also going to be good. And we can kind of tend to assume that the first three picks are definitely going to matter. The fourth pick is going to play well. And at this point... If, if we're coming away with Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins, and some lottery picks, I feel pretty good about the Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins part. I mean, those are, are especially given that this is a guy that was widely mocked in the 20s, like 39 great value for him the question that i have for y'all going forward because i think we know how we feel is when you look at the rest of the bears picks which i believe we have 151 and then some sixth rounders and some seventh rounders what do you guys think the bears could find and if we were going to look for a slot receiver because let's remember darnell mooney was a fifth rounder once once upon a time who do you guys think may just make it down there that becomes yet another potential steal for the bears it's hard think of off the top of my head because every year there's that one
3: wide receiver who I swear is going third second third round and he always just falls off the face of the earth. Not sure if that says something about me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a guy I could theoretically see doing that is I mean, I know I know he would hit close to home and I know Jacob loves him, but that's Josh Imator Bebe. You know, that's a that's just a name who I think he had one you set a forty six inch vert at his pro day. Yeah,
4: 46-and-a-half-inch so, vert, which yeah. is the record at uh, in terms of the vertical jump. It, not official because it's technically not at the combine, but if it was at the combine, that would be the combine record.
2: All right, yeah. There's there's a lot of players, and the variance over the wide receiver board, especially uh, how teams value them, is, is going to continue to splay out as we go down through the draft. There are guys, like Danny said, that we might think, oh, that guy's a locked third-rounder, and he's going to be there in the fifth or sixth this year. That would give the Bears a shot at him. Um, I think Cade Johnson's going to go a lot earlier. South Dakota State, he's just too fast, plus, he has special teams value. Great route runner, showed out. At the I senior think Paul board. is going
3: to go a lot earlier than I think, too.
2: Um, Trayvon Grimes could be there from Florida, huge guy. Uh, James sort of Darden. underrated. Uh, what's that, Darden? Uh, Darden? Darden. I, I think Jalen Darden's great, and I think he may go but again he could be there if he does again he brings special teams pizzazz he is electric with the ball in his hands he's not huge but he doesn't have to be because you have other guys in the offense um shy smith from south carolina really good possession receiver they could play out of the slot um i would Frank, love to morion terry to fall oh to terry would be so much fun for state but six three probably big frame great special teams team. gunner
3: yeah, I mean, and probably the reason I love him is the, re- the same thing you talked about on Bears over Beers, EJ. The second I turned him on, I'm like, it's Cordero. It's yeah. him
2: all over again. It's and- Cordero, except he's a way better receiver <laughs> downfield and can climb over defensive backs on the nine route and snare it, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, Frank Darby from Arizona State was the other guy across from Brandon Ayuk. In 2019, and he had some he had some sneaky good tape, and he's a guy that is going to be available the other, late. The other so. name
3: for the sixth round, if you're talking real deep cuts, I really like the kid from Hawaii, Rico Bussy. I really Ooh. like
2: him.
4: I am a Rico Bussy. That that is
3: a dude I really there enjoy, but he might go undrafted, and you might just be able to snag him.
1: I, yeah. th- that's a really loaded question to answer your. Question. To answer your initial thought, Robert. I'm sure it is. But at this point, sitting here with Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins in the back pocket and a doggone long wait until the Bears next pick. You know, unless, unless Ryan Pace pulls something out of the future cupboard, just like we saw with the Anthony Miller deal. I mean, isn't it kind of funny that we're sitting here and the dark horse slot receiver for next year could be Anthony Miller, the guy already on the team. And it's like, well, normally that would be the layup. But obviously trade concerns have get, or pushed us in a different direction. I'm just curious to see where the bears go from here. This uh-huh. is not a direction I expected them to go, not just the fields part, but also trading up for an offensive tackle. I can't fault either player. And yes, sometimes it just takes two guys to transform an offense that still has Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, and perfectly other good players on it that I could keep listing, but it would, you know, it would get kind of annoying um, so <laughs> at this point, is it enough? I don't know. Maybe. Kind of depends on how Mustafer ends up growing up like they would have anticipated, but that's neither here nor there. If you guys were gonna give final thoughts on the pick and the trade, how you feeling?
2: Love the player. Not necessarily wild about the process, but I'm not gonna throw it under the bus either. Uh, you know, the bottom line is he's gonna come in, he's gonna solidify a spot that needed somebody to come in and solidify it he potentially could play at a very high level for a lot of years and he would be a chicago well i think will be a chicago fan favorite my draft the, crush just went sad uh, because of the
4: rondale, way he plays rondale, rondale,
2: he wasn't, rondale
4: yeah uh, i'm sorry
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. does it make you feel better he didn't get to 52 yes <laughs> theoretically yes
3: in th- in theory, and he went to a team. I think oh, Kyler's fun. So that that's going to be just a lot of fun over there with yeah. Nuke and. But that, this is a pair show. Damn it, stay Dang on track. It. But my final thoughts, similar to EJ, I'm a little more down on it than I guess I should be because I I do love Tevin Jenkins the player, and I want that to be to be completely known it's just kind of hard when you're conflicted with the process because it's literally what he does every year. Now I hope maybe I'm surprised and maybe they do move a player or two and and get themselves another pick. Maybe they package Miller with one fifty-two or a sixth round pick and they're able to somehow get a fourth out of it. That's, that's the hope, right? So this is all in real time. This is how I'm feeling at this exact moment, but I'm sure I'll, I'll come to terms with the process because I love the player more than I hate the process. That makes sense.
4: Yeah, and I'm, like I said earlier, I'm definitely in the minority of being willing to make this aggressive of a move to trade up for Tevin Jenkins, but it definitely is going to be interesting what Ryan Pace is going to do here with the rest of this draft because you're not picking for the rest of the evening. So you're waiting until tomorrow. You're going to see, okay, can we move up into the fourth round? Can we package Anthony Miller? Uh, Can we package maybe someone else? I mean, I really don't know how many... Uh, players truly have significant trade value at this point that they could afford to part with i mean
3: just a question could james daniels be involved you know they just they gave a fading five million bucks and sam mustafer played well could be. I mean,
1: but i don't know it, it all depends yeah. on how they think he'd transition to right guard because guys, i, mean, I got a jet i got to, to i'm sorry no worries good talk to you danny Great talking to the rest of y'all. Honestly, we could just go ahead and use this as a wrap-up point. I'm excited to see Jenkins on the Chicago Bears. I think this is one of those that we could wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins are Chicago Bears and that's good enough for me but in this moment of course I think especially for you guys and I mean come on I I was excited about it too it sucks to lose pick number 83 but I will find a way to get with the program because the Bears now have a standout right tackle and a quarterback that I really believe in so we're in as good a spot as we could ask to be. I think that the bears for once, I mean, the bears look like they could be draft and or draft analysis darlings. For those of you who care about that sort of thing. Uh And that's an unusual place. Cause I'm very, very, very accustomed to getting, you know, C minuses on Chicago bears drafts when I look around the league. So this is fun. It's, it's nice to be on the winning side of things. We'll see how it, or how, what it, does for the next season here in 2021 but for now the Chicago Bears have a brand new quarterback they've got a starting right tackle and there's a whole lot of reasons to hope guys thanks so much for joining and I have no idea whether I'll see you guys again tonight but you know maybe maybe not it all comes down to Ryan Banks